You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. So Bill, what's the uh, hardest thing for you to do in your marriage? Do you have four hours? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of things. I I think for me um, right now, it's slowing down. Really? It's trying to slow down. All right. Like fast because because, you know, we're we're in this uh, world of like busy with uh, with running around like crazy. Yeah, you're, you're you got a kid in band, man. It's it's Bantober. It's, it's crazy. Dance. I know. And dance and you got church and nonprofit stuff. And, you know, yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, I'm Travis. I'm Bill. And uh, this is Known Legacy. Uh, hey, if you are uh, being fed and uh, encouraged by this, man, we'd really encourage you to um, help make this happen. Uh, if you haven't yet, go over to the website, knownlegacy.org, and uh, maybe make a donation or a contribution. Uh, we would absolutely love to have that. Um, and uh, keep 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 this thing rolling. Yeah, thank that, you for those who have donated. We really appreciate you. You help keep us on the air. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, I wish it was slowing down, but I have no problem slowing down. It's asking directions. Oh, that's good. I am horrible at it. I, I think I learned it from uh, Clark Griswold on any number of the vacation Remember movies. Remember the one where he's he's talking and he's like in inner city Chicago and they <laughs> like take off everything and he's like, what happened? It's the he's best. asking for directions and then he hears a gunshot. Yes. And he's like, roll up the windows. It's fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. Anyway, so we uh, Texas Fair is here in, in Dallas area, DFW, and it is an absolute money pit for any family that goes. I mean, just plan on going and dropping a few hundy. It's kind of like a free puppy. They're like, here, I have some free tickets. And you're like, oh, thank awesome, you. Awesome, thanks. But then you're like, it's a free puppy. <laughs> you're going to pay for the cage and the $7 whatever, like hot dog. It's a hot dog. Like, I can buy a whole pack for like three. I know. The vet visit. Oh, there's something wrong. We need to do x-rays and an MRI exactly. and $3,000 later. You love your puppy, don't you? Oh, by the way, we, we, we found a new vet. We love this vet. But... Every time I call in for our dog, yeah, she rever- refers to our dog as our child. I know, and I'm like, no, your fur baby. It's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> I'm wa- still a dog person. <laughs> I'm not a fur baby kind of thing. So, and my my kids and I, uh, my wife and I were having a conversation about like how much more we're going to spend on our dog before our dog just goes to visit the farm, so they can eat all the chocolate that they want. <laughs> and the look, and I, of course. Being insensitive, I, I forgot that the kids were in the room, and so they're like, you put a price on love. And I was like, no, I put a price on a dog, and a dog. <laughs> that was free. And a free puppy. <laughs> and, and I love Rockstar, but Rockstar is going to go someday. Someday they're going to go. You know, that's it. I think for us, we have one dog, and the one that's like the most non-snuggly, most non-engaging <laughs> is one that, that's the one that acts like most. a cat. Yeah, like, has like this the most, not like the cat from the Cowboys game. Oh, that was awesome! By that the way, that was amazing. Just, and then everyone cheered when the when they finally crossed the yes, goal line. Yes, we were so yeah. excited. That was probably last the most exciting the, part of the game. It was the last time the Giants scored all night. Anyways, <laughs> oh, moving on. So, yeah, no, you're right. Directions is a bad thing. It's funny. We we were just at the fair, going loops around, like looping, them, and uh, could not find a spot. And then you're more and more angry. Every loop around was like an extra bonus point of anger. <laughs> In my life, and like I was like, "Shut Europe. up, kids! Shut up!" <laughs> you remember in European vacation yes. when he gets caught in the turnaround? Look, kids, Big Ben. <laughs> that was a great movie. Thirtieth time, look, kids, Big Ben. And he just can't get out. Just cannot get out. That's how it was for us at the state fair. So we, we, you know, I, I have this. Um, I wouldn't say phobia. I'd say downright hate for crowds. I hate crowds. I hate okay. crowds. Okay. 
And uh, I know I shouldn't. I should have compassion for people. I should love it when, you know. But you have, but you I, don't like I, crowds. Yeah, I don't. I don't like don't crowds. So me, if we're going to go someplace, we're going to go, like, the minute they open and ride that until it's too crowded. And they'll be like, I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm done. Take it easy. So we take off at, like, I don't know, 4 a.m. to make it down to the Texas Fair. It's about a 35-minute drive. And uh, we get down there, and uh, my niece is actually showing her goat, and uh, which was a cool experience. That's cool. But, uh, and so... You know, I I hook up Siri because you know we're lucky. We don't need maps nowadays, and and we don't need to remember directions. We just oh, hook up all. Siri, and Siri not tells us where to go. So Siri gets us there. But what Siri doesn't do is get us to a parking spot. And oh, I'm good. cheap, so I'm like, I don't want to spend twenty bucks to park. You know, I'm gonna sp- you know. So we drive by the first parking lot, and then I'm like, oh crap, I gotta take a left. So I take a left, and then I gotta take another left, and now I'm downtown Dallas. <laughs> and my kids are all yelling at me from the back because they're all backseat drivers, and they know what I should do. Isn't it funny how, how when how when you get into a stressful situation, your kids decide this is a great time to fight with each other. <laughs> We're just going to start yelling and pinching each other and stop it, stop it. And it just gets louder and louder. Right. right. And and because I, I, I drive a lot around DFW, I know how to use Siri maps and I know how to use that like instinctively. It's just quick for me. But my wife is now having to figure it out. And she never uses it because literally she goes to three places. Yeah. Home, work, home, grocery store. Home and then everything else I drive right and yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. the way it yeah, works exactly. and she loves it because she sleeps in the and car and they somehow I was gonna say they somehow sleep from there to church <laughs> right how does that work <laughs> I don't know but God bless her so I'm sitting there and my anxiety level is just like like amping up uh, like the noise and it's funny because when I'm looking for something I have to turn down the radio as if the so noise you can from see the, better right I was just gonna ask you that what an idiot <laughs> there is I think there's some kind of correlation between shutting up you're like hang on a second let me turn this down so I can see better. I know. I don't know where that came from. I have no idea. Not but I'm clue. like, I'm turning off everything. I'm rolling up the windows, and I'm telling up, turn down the AC. I'm like, Tara, just get me back to the fair. It's like I don't know how. I like I'm trying. It's you should have turned left back there. I'm like, I needed it before. I needed it, and then. So finally, we turn around. I think I go the wrong way on like five or six streets, you know, and and um. People yelling at me, people screaming at me, and I'm just like, sorry, sorry. Everyone telling you that you're number one. <laughs> right. I'm, I felt so encouraged at that moment. <laughs> you're number one, too. I returned the favor. The California howdy. <laughs> right. I returned the favor. So anyways, we finally get it, and we finally find the parking lot. I throw out the $20 bill, and uh, I roll. at that point, you're not even going to fight here. Like, just <laughs> tell me what I owe you right now. I would have paid 60 at that point. Exactly. I don't like, care. Just, I want to get out of this car, and I want to go enjoy, in quotes, the state fair, you know, <laughs> I want I want to just yay. I'm gonna pay four thousand dollars for like twenty tickets. <laughs> I buy one corn dog and I'm like, I could buy a deep fryer exactly and all of the fixings for what I just paid for that one dog. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. Anyways, I I guess I'm I'm what you guys are experiencing is me becoming a bitter old man. Like, maybe I that's it. I but I understand the idea of like being led astray. Like Siri <sighs> has led me astray more than once. Remember that that uh, there was that like office. Yes. Uh, episode where they, go, they drive <laughs> off into the lake. Yes. When Mike and Dwight are, are out. Yes. And they're out doing sales yes. and he's trying to give baskets, right? Yes. And they're, they're listening to the GPS for some odd reason. And it's like, turn left here or turn right here. And uh, Dwight's like, uh, Mike, that's a that's a lake. And he goes, I know, but it said to turn, said so to I'm going right. to turn. And you, next thing, scene, you see the car floating away in the lake, and the they're lake. both soaked from head to toe. Sometimes yeah. that feels like my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and you just get it, so crazy. Seriously, actually, yeah. there was a story, because you let nothing like beating a dead horse. There was a story recently where uh, Google Maps 
had incorrectly identified a country dirt road that uh, bisected two fields okay. as an actual thoroughfare. No. And so there was a big uh, wreck or something on the major, major thoroughfare. So all of the Google Maps started routing people. And what, what Google Maps didn't know is that it had rained and this road had become a mud. Like a mud pit. And so there were like 20 <laughs> cars stuck in the middle of this field <laughs> in this mud pit because Google Maps told them that was a viable road. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Great. And then, then, then like the farmer comes out like, what is going on in tar- tarnation? What's going on out here? <laughs> You're ruining my soybeans. Oh, I got another my soybeans. Because again, why not, why not kill this horse? So my wife and I, we went to a... Uh, a Texas A&M played uh, Arkansas, and okay. they play each other at uh, Jerry World here in Dallas, okay, Fort yeah, Worth, yeah, yeah. the AT&T Stadium, I yep. think it is. And it was the first time we'd ever been there, and um, so after the game, you know, I think we lost, so we were already bitter and upset because we sat by some obnoxious Arkansas fans and, and you know, whatever. Are there any other Actually, it was the time that I, it was the time, the one time that I almost had to forcibly remove my wife from a sporting activity because she was about to throw down fists wow. with the woman in front of her. That is a it woman. It was absolutely crazy. That's awesome. And uh, and so, anyways, we're in the car, and I have no clue where I'm going. This was actually pre us having smartphones to get us directions where we had to go. So I'm just like looking for signs, and I take a right and I take a left, and I know I'm heading in the general direction. And the next thing you know, I actually go underneath the interstate that I'm supposed to go on. And That's I'm disconcerting. Like, right. I have no clue what to do. So I'm driving back into this industrial park, and if you know that area, it's just on the east side, and it there's it's like one way in, one way out, dead end, and there's a bunch of industrial buildings, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, this is a this is a dead end. I, like I just instinctively knew it. Yeah. And I look back in my rearview mirror, and I realize there's about 20 cars following me. <laughs> like no one's in front of me, and there's 20 cars following me. And I'm like, this is this is not going to end well. And of course, it didn't end well because we end in the dead end. I have to do like a three point turn. And this guy's like, oh great, someone knows where they're going. <laughs> right. Shut up, honey. He knows where he's going. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Now I have to pass by every single one of those cars. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that has to do a three-point turn at the end of the dead end. And I'm just like, sorry, sorry. And my wife, I I, I, I think she was just laughing and laughing. You've led us astray. Right? <laughs> Not and just me, but everyone who was following me. And they had no reason to follow me because... I would just happen to be the first car, and they're like, "Oh, he must know where he's going." Just the blind Incorrect. That's I did hilarious. not. So, uh, got That's home. Go for it. I finally got home and went to sleep, and you know, it called is what it, it is. a day. Yep, yep. He <laughs> called it, a day. and those twenty cars followed. You. <laughs> <laughs> we had a big breakfast the next exactly. morning with twenty strangers. 20 strangers. It was excellent. <laughs> it was fantastic. Which you would, I know, knowing your heart, you you would do that. Like, I got pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh man! Anyone opposed to pork sausage? Because I got a lot of that. Okay. Got a lot of it going on. Oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, today we're just kind of talking about just being led astray, and you know, this kind of brings up Psalm twenty-three. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking about and praying through Psalm twenty-three and just the value of it. But um, you know, God calls us as men to lead our families, and and the the value or the importance of us leading our kids in the right direction. But sometimes it's hard to know what that looks like. And that's why we run to the scriptures most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. And and that's why, you know, first filter is God's word true. And so we have to run back to if we believe God's word's true, we need to run to that consistently as we're leading our family. Now, we've just come out of this crazy season of busy that it didn't feel like we were leading as well as we could. 
you know, um, we kind of we, we're kind of coming out of a season where it feels like we're just barely trying to breathe. Like we're still treading water, and we're like, okay. Every so often, <laughs> I get some like water in my mouth, and I'm, oh, 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 you know, like the final scene in Titanic where Correct. you're holding on, and exactly. she's like, I'll never let go. And I'm like, why couldn't go? I get on the? Why couldn't I get on the door too? That that kind of thing. <laughs> there's so, enough room. There's plenty of room fit. on the door. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> and why'd you keep the jewel? You should have at least sold it and like. Put a building up in honor of Jack or something. I don't know. That you're just a selfish woman. That's what you are. Oh yeah, selfish old woman. Old woman. Exactly. And, okay. you're, a th- and you're a thief. So anyway, so time out. So <laughs> wow. we we've totally gone astray. We've totally gone astray. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm 23. So we're talking about this idea as I'm reading through this. I'm going. It talks about. It talks about the Lord being being our shepherd. Right. But there, there's another connotation there as a, as as we are led by God. You know, Paul says this: "Follow me as I follow Christ." And this idea that we're called to lead our family in the same element, in the same way. A couple of these verses jumped out to me. In fact, I'll read, we'll read them to you. But Psalm 23, 1 says, The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness, sake, of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. It says, You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so as we read that, you know, you've probably read that a bunch. If, if you're a follower of Christ, you've probably heard that. It's one of the standards. Over. Yeah, it's, one it's of kind standards. of a staple. Yep. But as I, I read it, I realized that this idea that, that, that as we help our kids lean toward Christ, there's a couple things that jumped out of where he makes me lie down in green pastures and... He restores my soul. Right. And he leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. As as a as a husband, as, as as a follower of Christ, our job is to lead our family towards rest. Like we have to set the tone for this, or they find themselves in a mud field, you know, stuck on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> because Dad's about to have a meltdown. Well, that's it. it it, it's back to that shaving analogy. Like, like when my kids were little and I would shave, even my daughter, it's like she would want to see if she could shave, you know, as I'm, right. as I'm putting on. So they're following, they're watching everything we do. And, you know, there's a generation of exhaustion out there. Yeah. These kids, you know, uh, 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 smartphones are no longer um, a, a, uh, a luxury. A luxury. It, it's just a given. It's who they are. It's not it's not exciting. Even for us, it's still exciting. Like what my phone has more is more uh, memory than my computer does, you know. And so you're right. like, so you're sitting there going, wow, like I have all this opportunity. Like it's just a given for them. And which which has a connotation of I need to keep going busy. Like I need to keep right. busy. I need to keep going because if I don't produce what's been produced, then how am I going to show value? Yeah. Now, that's an underlying thing. But we have to, as their parents, cast this idea of rest on them of stopping you know I, i've heard, heard it heard it put that when they walked you know make me lie down in green pastures means they had to walk through hard places too and so so as, as we're dragging them to that we have to help them realize the value of stopping when we can stop right and resting where we right. need to rest i think um you know for me it's going back to what's the purpose of a shepherd let's start there and yeah, that's good and realize that as as we're being led by the shepherd we are called to also model our lives after that shepherd and shepherd the people and i think there's three things that a shepherd a good shepherd does right yeah yeah, yeah. or four things i would say i'd, yeah. I'd add with fourth one is protecting the sheep Mm, right yeah and we as dads we get that we we are into protecting we like to protect um it it gives us value correct um and uh, i I think the other thing is provide uh and and that kind of leads into the third thing which is uh make sure our our, we have food to eat 
You yeah. know, we're providers. That's yeah. one of the things that drives many men is I need to work hard. I need to get the next job. I need to put in the extra hours because I'm providing for my family. I'm providing for their well-being. I'm providing yeah. for their, you know, provide, provide, provide. And that's a, a that's a bell that just constantly is ringing in our hearts and in our lives. And it motivates us in many ways. Yeah. And there's good providing and there's bad providing, you know, yeah. just like there's good protection and there's bad protection. And I think the third thing or the fourth thing is um, to lead, you know, and I think we're, instinctively good at protecting and providing because those are somewhat passive. Mm -hmm. I think leading, unfortunately we're leading our kids, but we're not intentionally leading them all the time. We're passively leading them, meaning they're, they're, um, um, Oh, what's the word? You know, when you, when, when they the, the mimic you, like they yeah, just yeah, yeah. they're mimicking you, right? Yeah, saying things that you wish they didn't say or repeat <laughs> or things like that or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did you learn that word? I learned it from you, Daddy. I learned mm. it from you, all right. I learned it by watching you. Remember well, that? We're not going to say that in front of mom, are yeah. we? Right. Um, yeah, but I, I, and and so I, I think you know, for us as as dads, it's that idea of like. Um, we're we're only going to be as successful doing this with our our family as we allow God to do it in our own lives. Yeah. Um, and and often I struggle to let God protect me because I feel like it's more of my responsibility than his, and it's not. And mm-hmm. he's the one that's promised to be with me, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, you know, just to unpack that little protecting thing, um, I think there's a there's really something dangerous in our culture today that I just want to, I want to call out. And I think we're overprotecting our kids. I I saw a meme the Mm -hmm. other day where, um, you know, back in the seventies, you see a kid on a bike, no helmet, jumping over a friend on the other side of the ramp. And you're just like all of the risk that's there. And then the next meme right underneath it is kids in the backseat buckled up, wrapped up in, in bubble wrap. Right. Because we're terrified of having our kids hurt. Yeah. Somewhere in between is the actual balance. Right. You know, yeah. Somewhere (laughs) in between. And and I think that valley of the shadow of death is a really important piece that God did not say, I'm going to keep you or protect you from the valley of the shadow of death. What he says is, I'm going to be with you in the midst of that crisis, in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of that challenge to help you get to the other side. And I think that's a posture that we as dads need to re-embrace as we talk about raising our kids. For instance, uh, my son, he worked all summer long and he got himself a pair of uh, AirPods, mm-hmm. right? $150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spent his own money, right? And at first I was like, don't take him to school, don't take him to school. And finally I was warned, I was like, you know what, if you want to take him to school, take him to school, dude, it's yours. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You paid for him. Yeah. Well, three weeks later he comes back and he goes, hey, I, um, I think I lost one of them, right? Now, um, immediately, my first thought was get online, go to Facebook Marketplace, find someone who's selling one and just buy it and then, you know, replace it. Replace it. And, uh, you know, so I did all the research and and all of a sudden there's this little voice in the back of my head is like, no, he's got to learn about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because there's hurt there, there's suffering there, there's frustration there. I could see it in him. He was mad at himself for it. Um, and he was trying to figure out ways to get out of it. And I could have rescued him, but that would not have done what it was supposed to do when you have something that you cherish and that's precious, that's lost, and now you have to figure out how to navigate that. And so yeah. I changed my tack, and uh, I helped him troubleshoot it a little bit, come up with it, and what he realized is he goes, he likes them, but they're not his favorite, so he's going to save up for a different pair and then maybe sell the the one that he has to his younger brother because his younger brother is a sucker is what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Can't can't argue. It's another that. environment. Can't, yeah, can't, can't argue that. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is we need to create a healthy environment for our kids in which to process the valley of the shadow of death. 
Right. So we're, we're not going to protect them from the valley. We're going to help them process through it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how good or how bad your life is. Um, there's always suffering just around the corner because our lives are marked by suffering. Our lives are marked by malevolence and yeah. by evil. And and you can't escape from it. You can't protect yourself from it. You have to learn how to lean into it. One of the the interesting things from psycho from a psychological standpoint is, we have a culture that screams and says stress is to be eliminated. So so try to eliminate stress. Try to eliminate crisis. Try to eliminate those things. And what psychology would say is that's not successful. That's not a successful plan. Um, instead of trying to escape from it, what we have to do is is teach people how to um, on their own free will face it identify it and then walk through it Mm. like the valley of the shadow of death yeah and we realize that our great hope in jesus christ is that we have one who is with us in the midst of that struggle in the midst of that stress in the midst of that crisis we're not alone and that's what should help us be able to face it and walk through it and and I, i think too often you know like i said earlier we're trying to protect our kids. We're trying to negate stress, or yeah. and, and that's just not a healthy, long-term solution for kids or for anyone, for that matter. Yeah. I so as I'm as I'm hearing this, I'm thinking, man, they go through a crisis, which again, all of our kids are going to go through crises, minimal or you know major crises, but they've got two things that they can lean on. They they've got you, which they're going to hopefully pour out their heart to you. That that's a whole other thing we've talked about. Way in the past, past we've, we, we had a couple of podcasts about stepping into the awkward. If you're new with us, we know we have a lot of new listeners. So uh, go back to our season one and check out stepping into the, you know, s- step into the awkward with your kids. Yeah. And, and checking it out. But gaining that, that trust with them so they've got you that they can lean on. And all you get to, the beauty of what we get to do as followers of Christ is we get to point them towards the truth of God's word because we believe it's true. And they're hearing it from a voice that they trust to go, listen, this crisis I can't fix this for you, but we have a God who can. That yes, yes, we can try to fix it, but all we're showing them is they're going to be there. Someday you're not. And so for us to be able to help them at a younger age, to pro- just like you said with your son, to process through that, because the given is I could have given them to him and he would have learned nothing. But if he processed it and said, man, I hated that I lost it. Like having that regret, having right. that feeling of, of man, I, I can't believe I did this to myself, isn't necessarily a wrong thing because it allows them to process through their emotions, but then to go, Dad, I feel like a jerk. I feel like a failure. No, 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 you're not a failure. God's word doesn't say that you're a failure. You made a mistake. This is not a definition of your char- of right. who you are, right. but this may be something you need to do in your character, be more aware. But we get to speak that life into them according to God's word, and that's where they get two shepherds right now. Right. But someday one of the shepherds is going to be gone, and if we haven't led them towards the true shepherd in right. their life, then we failed them, and that is what failure looks like. It's not... A man, have we helped them to have a life of stress free? That's not what we're talking about. It's have we given them a life in which they rely their take their stresses and rely it on the Father. Right. And we, we we almost hand off that baton to go, God's word is true. What does it say about your current situation? And that's way better when someone picks on you at school and you can say, What does that say? Or or when you lose something like that tangibly now versus when they're twenty five and they don't know how to process right. that. And then we've failed. Right. And and I would say Dads, this is um, we 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 have got to lead to this because if we're not leading this, what starts to happen? And my wife is a teacher, and she sees it all the time. Um, in fact, in some ways, it's even. Uh, I have a buddy of mine who's a uh, small business owner, and he he talks about the one time that he he was interviewing a sixteen year old kid to for a job, and you know who was with the sixteen year old kid? His mom. Really. In the interview, 
right? And, 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 and he's like, it was so dysfunctional because mom was answering every question for the kid. So are you going to work here or is he going to work here? Right, right. And, but, but we see that in the education world where a kid has a bad grade and it's not the kid's responsibility to figure out how to study better, how to, how to create the workarounds. Now mom is at, at, at the, the teaching and the principal's office demanding, you know, it's the Goldbergs. Have you watched the Goldbergs? Oh, absolutely. Love the Goldbergs. It's the crazy mom it's Bev. that's in there that's trying to rescue their kids from their everything. Schmoop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's the problem, and and, and 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 that I think is a much more natural state for for moms because they've had to be the caregivers, they've had to be the the rescuers in so many situations that we as dads have to be bold. And in fact, I had a, a great conversation I, I saw unfold in our community. We have a a, a college student who's about to go on her internship and where she was slated to go on her internship was just a toxic environment. She knew it was a toxic environment. And so she had come back and I had helped kind of journey through that and I have a good relationship with her mom and dad. And so I'm helping them kind of journey through that. And mom wanted to, and this is a 21 year old woman. Mm. Okay. She's on the verge of career and mom wanted to make the phone call to the director of the program and say, you have to get my daughter out of this program. Right. Mm. And dad stopped her and said, no, this is not your call. She has to learn how to have very difficult conversations and listen to other people's ideas and not have mom rescue her. And mom was indignant, but mom, you know, kind of fine, whatever. So daughter worked up, finally had the conversation. It went much better than she thought it was going to. Mm. But there's something now she has this, this um, confidence in something that if mom had just rescued her one more time, she would have had confidence in mom and not in like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. Yes. I can make this happen. Yes, yes, yes. And and I, again, that's part of being that shepherd, that leader for your family. Is dads, we have to step into that gap sometimes and say, no, 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 no. We don't rescue our kid at this point. Kid needs to figure this one out himself. We'll help him figure it out, Correct. or we'll help her we'll, figure we'll it out. We'll be there, but they have to. And make we'll the decision. encourage and help them process through it again. But we're not going to rescue them from this because this is going to happen again in life. And they need to know and have the confidence to overcome it, not shriek back in fear from it. Yeah, because stress is actually a point of opportunity for our kids to to go back to the scriptures and say, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And if we don't allow them to have those stress points, they won't actually set up their actual belief system. Like, what do I think about this? Well, I've always had my parents think for me. And so, I, and so, so for us to be able to stop <clears throat> and give them the opportunity to process through that and go, we're here for you. This is what we do. God's word says this, but we also need to be flinching that as well. Right. Sometimes I don't. I don't do good in it. I get upset. I get. I get frustrated. But we bring bring our kids in that conversation and go, man, this is hard. These are hard things. These are not easy. But we're, we are developing our kids to become who Christ has designed them to become. To say, because when you are not there and we don't have the opportunity to help rescue, we find ourselves in a situation where our kids flounder. We don't want our kids to flounder. I've never met a parent who said, you know, what? I just want my kid to to just have to rely on me the rest of their life and depend on me. And then you got a 40-year-old who's living living at home with you because you've never thought, you, you've never allowed them to think through that, and we want them to be successful. Right. So so I think that's a, that's where we are at this today is, is man, to realize that God it, it wants us to lead our kids to a point of rest, to stop, to reflect, but then to say, you're going to go through dark times. So, so in the midst of those dark times, are you relying on mom and dad to rescue you? Are you relying on the Lord to say, no, this is what I say about you so that they live in that identity, not I'm just my, my right. parents' kid. So part of it is is the cultural mind shift away from stress is bad, 
which is, is what we think, to saying, no, stress is actually a gift because stress helps us identify what's important to us. Because we don't, we don't stress over things that are in, unimportant to us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it, it, again, in those moments of rest, is to sit down and wrestle with, okay, where is the stress coming from? Is it coming from something outside of me that I'm passionate about? Or is it something about myself that I'm concerned about? And how do I uh, identify tools and tricks to overcome that stress, yeah. to step into it, um, you know, and, and take one step towards that, that stress, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think... You know, dads, um, for all of us, uh, and that's why I think camping is important, and that's why I think, you know, turning off the TV and getting kids out to explore and, uh, you know, um, to do things without us watching them, you yeah. know, because, uh, you know, the hover parent is a real thing, and the snowplow parent, which is the new thing, and the lawnmower parent is what they're saying, so they just cut out everything in front, any mm. tension, any stress, any negative... And we're just doing our kids a disservice because life is hard and they need to learn and have the confidence to stand in the face of a hard life, not shriek back in fear from it. And that's what you've been talking about. Yeah, so there guys, was, there's actually a really, really good uh, TED Talk from Kelly McGonigal. McGonigal. Uh, which actually sounds she like the pirate? one from... She, she seems sounds like she should be Harry a pirate. So, oh, no, no, she's really not. But you know there's a new Harry Potter movie coming out. I didn't know that. Uh, in 2020, yeah, it's a new one, like the, the Cursed Child. Has it got Harry Potter in it? It does. It has the old original cast in it. That's Hermione awesome. and everything. That's awesome. Weasley? And, uh, but, I like but Weasley. This, this TED Talk. He's a good ginger. <laughs> even though we've totally gone off. Yesterday was Redhead Day. I didn't realize it. But um, if you want to check it out, it's How to Make Stress Your Friend. And, and it's not a spiritual thing, but it's, it's really cool how when stress happens to us, what our body does right. and, and how we've always looked at stress as completely negative, but there is a positive to it. So because God can work all things together for good. So that's why we, we want to, we want you to have these hard conversations with your kids because your kids need this so they can become who God's designed them to become in the right. future. Right. We're thankful for you guys. Check us out on uh, info at known legacy. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or, uh, follow us on the Facebook. On we the, we got Instagram. some great posts that come out. Some funny, some some challenging, some encouraging. We have a good time on there. We do. It's pretty good. We so check us out. Uh, so amazing. Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just look up Known Legacy. We're there. And I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you guys help your kids continue to walk through the valley of the shadow of death without uh, making it a yep. valley of light for them. Let them walk through hard times. Yeah. There you go. God bless yeah. you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.